0: Hi everyone. Today, we have a very special episode for you. We're going to discuss the classes that Sam would have taken during his time at Stanford.
1: And a special episode requires a special guest. We are so excited to welcome Nell. Let's get this show on the road.
0: Nell is a PhD student in special education in Indiana. She's been watching Supernatural since 2017 when she needed to procrastinate from doing her final thesis for her undergrad and join the fandom sometime in 2020. Anything else you'd like to add?
2: I started listening to the podcast really early on. I think I found Marie on Twitter somehow, and, and then I found out about the podcast and I started listening. And it's like one of my main things that I have to make time for every week. It's like a must do. I love thinking critically about shows and books I love. This was like the first episode. I was like, yes, this is everything I want. They're just tearing it apart (laughs) in the way I love. um, And I feel like I've gotten even more interested in it as like I started my PhD since I sort of feel like all roads lead back to supernatural. And every time I'm doing any work, I'm like, this this reminds me of something Dean did. (laughs)
1: it's the uh supernatural to academia back to supernatural pipeline for me really like that's that's been my life for the past few years i have to say
0: <laughs> well i think i shared the story yesterday i like i went for a hair i got, went to my, my new local barber shop and got a haircut and the girl doing my hair brought up like oh her much older sister that acted like a parent and i'm just like not gonna get critical on this because i don't know you but i will mention the podcast <laughs>
2: I mentioned that I got one of my main research interests from Supernatural and my professor was like, I'm going to have to watch that now. And I was like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Just to kind of situate this
1: particular episode, I just want to talk a little bit about how this idea came about. You know, this is pretty out there. Like I've never seen anybody really discuss this or talk about it. And I think it originated from our Carrying Wayward Discord server, right?
2: Yeah, there was a question of the day that was like, what elective would Sam have taken at Stanford? And I was like, well, obviously, the only way to answer this question is to look at all of the options, so I- You took the assignment and just like ran with it, is what I'm understanding. I understood the assignment.
1: (laughs) We really need to mention here that you're the one who did all of the research when it comes to programs and courses available at the time that sam could have been would have been enrolled at stanford so like we just want to say a big thank you for doing all of this amazing research and we can't wait to get started
2: honestly it was such a pleasure like every time i didn't want to work on some of my homework i'd be like i'm just gonna go look at stanford's course archive
0: <laughs> <laughs> to, to kind of join us i am also someone who did not finish college or stage as we call it in quebec And I dreaded trying to figure out course catalogs. So how easy was it to find Stanford's course catalog and like gain access to it? Was that like just on their site or was there any research involved or what was it like?
2: I literally just Googled like Stanford course catalog for the years I wanted and they just have their archive, like their bulletins all archived. Yeah. So so I found all the ones for the years that Sam was at Stanford um, because things change and, and certain classes are and aren't offered and programs sort of come and go. Um, So at first I just looked at what they're offering now. And then I was like, I think actually it was it was you, Mari, who said who said something about like, what do we know if that was offered then? And I was like, I bet we can find out.
1: I felt like it was a topic that was fairly recent and I was just like, well, would that have been offered at the time that he was there? Because that's the thing. Like, I think from your research, your well, from, from your calculations, like you were situating him about 2002, 2003, and we're in, we just entered 2023. This was 20 years ago.
2: Yeah. So Sam would have entered Stanford at age 19, fall of 2002. There's some sort of discrepancy over this because the pilot and and some of the early episodes sort of screwed around with how long he was at Stanford. I think originally it was supposed to only be two years. And so they sort of screwed around with the ages a little bit. He would have been 19. And that's not hard to believe because they moved around so much when they were young that it would have taken him a little extra time to graduate. And so he entered fall of 2002. And just based on when he was applying to law school, which was, as we know, November of 2005, he would have graduated spring of 2006. So you can you can sort of do the backwards math there a little bit and you get fall of two thousand and two as his starting date
1: in the u s. You graduate from high school at age eighteen, usually,
2: typically. yeah. so it's a little weird because, like the school year starts usually August or September. And different states and like different cities and towns and school districts have different rules about like when you start, basically. So like some kids, there's like a cutoff date, basically at least here, I don't know if there are states where there's like a very specific, but there's like a cutoff date. And so some kids might start kindergarten at age five and some might start at age six, something like that. Um, Just based on when that date is. So like I have had friends growing up whose birthdays were in July and they started school the same year as me, whose birthday is in November. So they were already like six when they started
0: my wife and I are in that boat. Exactly. We're 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 on either end of that cutoff. So we have a bunch of weird memories where it's like, oh, like when this world event happened, she was in her first year of college. And I was like my last year of high school. And we have we have a few of those weird ones that like it weirdly lined up with like right where we were in different school years.
2: But you're also the same age. Is that right?
0: Yeah, we're just months apart.
2: Right. And I have a friend whose birthday is in June, the June following mine. And we were in the same year at school. So like there can be a lot of, there can be a lot of range, but Sam's birthday is in May, I believe. Yes, I know it is. It's May 2nd, Uh, 19, when he started college in the fall of 2002. But again, because they moved around so much. um, It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense that he would have had to like repeat a year or started a little bit late or just some sort of something that meant that he started college a little bit later.
1: So like when you were doing this research, like like what hurdles or what questions did you sort of like encounter that
2: kind of like guided where you decided to go? So one of the first hurdles I encountered was like, I was looking at Stanford and Stanford doesn't have a specific pre-law track, which like some schools do. They're like, if you want to apply, you know, if you want to be pre-law, you'll take these certain classes. And it's not even necessarily a major so much as like a, I can't like a a concentration kind of thing where like you'll take classes from different departments that will set you up well for law school. Stanford doesn't have anything like that, although they do have a law school. And so the first question was sort of, well, what would he have majored in and what would he have wanted to take? And that led me to the question of when did he decide he wanted to go to law school? Was that a, I'm going to Stanford because I want to go to law school or was that a something I did during my undergraduate years Made me want to made me want to be a lawyer. And that's, I think, the the first big question that has to be asked, because that'll determine a lot of what he did in those early years.
1: So if we go back to, oh, my goodness, after school special, they're studying a play in in Sam's class about a lawyer who is defending somebody in court. There's like some speculation that maybe like this is where Sam's interest for law would have begun, I guess. This is where I'd, I'd like to have like your input on that, because like we know that in Folsom Prison Blues, like Sam has a bit of like he's feeling like he doesn't belong in in jail, in county jail, which is, you know, we've talked about that in that episode, but at the same time, I feel like having lived the way he lived, he must have seen like the way that the justice system brutalizes and oppresses people. So I'm I'm thinking that he must have been like, I would love to be like a defense attorney in order to be able to help those who can't help themselves or like who have had a really rough go of whatever. But then that clashes with him thinking that he doesn't belo- quote unquote belong
2: in county jail. So I'm not sure, like, what you think about that. The thing that that makes me think he didn't want to be a defense lawyer is that he seems to have such a visceral reaction to the people there. Like, he really dehumanizes them. Like, they're, ju- they're he others them. Um, and I'm not going to say that there aren't defense lawyers who do that, because I'm sure there are. But just based on his sort of discomfort in a prison like just at all, it wasn't like an I'm used to being on the other side of this or like anything like that, like would make me think that that would be something he'd stray away from. And I'm also thinking now that he would have a really hard time being a defense lawyer because he knows what his dad and brother do. Like what would happen if he was called to defend, for example, a hunter who murdered innocent people because he thought they were like, you know, there's there's that sort of thought as well. So part of me thinks that that he would have tried to stray away from anything that could have brought him in to too much contact with his past life.
1: I, I think I agree with that.
0: Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, as much as I can see, like, from the, like, the fic writing perspective of him having to defend hunters and, like, not spill the beans... Or defend somebody who did something while being possessed by a demon without again spilling the beans. Like I could see the interesting writing side of it, but like Sam trying to get away from the whole thing. I, I could see him much more going into like you know, like environmental, like like joining like a like a like a green organization and trying to like save the planet that way type thing.
2: I, I also could see and I think one thing a lot of people had canon is that he wants to go into family law and work with like the foster care system or children, um, and family sort of thing, which like there's, again, there's sort of two sides there. There's like Sam would want to protect kids who grew up the way he did slash the Sam wants not to have anything to do with his pet. Like Sam's trying to escape from the life he had. And so in that way, I do think like environmental law would be something he would be like, this seems safe and not at all involved with my life. <laughs>
0: But, but I still kind of feel like something Sam would never lose is kind of his hero mentality in a little bit of way. So even if he were to go into law, it would be like, I need to save the planet kind of law versus just like be a good person.
1: At the end of the day, I'm not entirely sure that like this is like this wouldn't have had to be decided anyway. But I think it might have like influenced a little bit like his his course choice or or maybe that his choice of courses would have affected what he ended up choosing as a as a as a concentration in law I guess if that's a thing that you would do uh, are there any other things that like you wondered about when when you were thinking about this
2: um i sort of wondered if he was somebody who would do like a double major or a dual degree just because sam likes to do school but that also makes it significantly more complicated um one thing that you can do at at stanford is take a freshman seminar which is sort of like a more intensive small class thing in the in the humanities and I wondered if he would have taken one of those Um, and I I imagine that he would have I think you actually maybe need to I'm not sure Um, and I also wondered whether or not he came in with any credits already so in the United States you can take AP classes I don't know if those are a thing in, in Canada advanced placement classes
1: They're not. I know what they are just because of American media. That's it.
0: (laughs) You want to teach me what they are?
2: They're advanced placement. So they're they're in a a number of subjects that are just generally taught more on sort of a a university-like schedule or with that kind of intensity or content. And you can take those classes and then take tests based on them. And those can be used to sort of test you out of certain general requirements in school. So like, like if you took the AP chemistry test or something and got a really good score on it, a lot of colleges would accept that credit for like the first semester of chemistry. And then you wouldn't have to take that and you would get sort of credit for it. And you can also do that with what we call the SAT2 tests. So you might be familiar with the SAT, which is like the general sort of, there's the SAT and then there's the Whatever the other one is, um, that you that you can take, and the SAT is sort of more general. It's like sort of any standardized test, but you can also do specialized ones. SAT two tests, which could be like certain languages or certain, su- like certain more subjects. So um, the ACT is the other one. So like there's subject tests for it, and, and I thought about that because one of the things you have to do at Stanford is take a language requirement. Which is common at many universities and colleges in many places around the world, uh, but especially in the United States. And so I was sort of wondering, did he take any of those and then test out of his languages? As far as we know, he doesn't have any particular like comp. He doesn't really know any languages. As far as we know, when the show starts, he learned some Latin.
0: Oh, he didn't take he didn't take the like essay he choose in Enochian or something.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Funny enough, I haven't seen that one offered yet, but
1: maybe someday. <laughs> But he did learn Spanish, though. We know that because I know that he mentions
2: it at some point. So I have sort of been laboring off the assumption that he did not take any specific AP or uh, SAT2 tests, in part because they cost money because we love capitalism. You can get like waivers for it. You have to have specific stuff to show that you have the need for it. Um, And also, like, they're they're held at, like, specific times and dates. And with the amount of time they moved around, I would imagine it would be actually really hard for him to schedule those. It would be hard enough for him to just schedule the normal SAT, although a lot of schools offer it, like, during the the year. I know I took the PSAT, which is the pre-SAT, during school, like, during the school day.
1: I genuinely thought that it was part of the curriculum. Like, again, f- purely from having having seen like Freaky Friday, <laughs> I sort of assumed that that's how it
2: worked. Some schools offer SAT prep classes and, and offer SAT during the day. Other school districts, like that's not a thing they offer. And if you want to do extra prep, you have to like pay somebody to take that. So, I mean, clearly Sam would have had to take it at the time to get into Stanford, but I doubt he did any extra tests because one, he would have had to hide that from John and Dean, which I imagine would have been hard. And two, it would have cost money. And again, he didn't have any money. So I was sort of laboring off the assumption that he came in as a blank slate.
1: We do find out that he gets a full ride, right, to Stanford. And I'm kind of wondering, like, how how does that work?
0: Yeah, I really wanted to breach that subject. Because I feel like you need to have some kind of qualification to get that. Like, it isn't just a thing they hand out on a whim. So what did he do to earn that?
2: My understanding of, uh, of Stanford is that I don't know that they offer necessarily a ton of merit-based aid.
1: Also, it would be based on need then
2: more than on merit. Okay. I think they do mostly need-based aid, except for like graduate students who can get like assistantships and stuff like that.
1: Which I'm assuming that he would have done as
2: well, right? Like he would have, or he would have found like some sort of like small job to work. And so Sam would have had to apply as basically not getting any aid from his parents to get a full ride. although. One thing that was interesting that about at looking at this was that they expect expect you to like apply to other things too. So you should be applying for like federal grants and stuff like that as well. Like you can get like student loans and stuff like that um or part-time employment and stuff. and then they'll they'll add scholarships or grants for for that. and Stanford generally considers students like, that their parents are going to help them unless you can show an adverse home situation with certain, which certainly I'm sure Sam could have, could have demonstrated, but like, hi, no one in my family has ever filed taxes.
1: Thanks. Here are our last known addresses for the last three weeks.
2: (laughs) Here's my list of, I mean, just his high school, his high school diploma would have had all the different schools he went, went to and stuff. So when he was applying, I'm sure they would have been like, "Mm, something's up here.
1: Listen, maybe an AIDS officer was like, uh, or like an aid officer would have been like, "Oh my God, what is this?" And just been like, "No, he gets all the money. It's fine."
0: <laughs> I also like the idea of going to admissions, being like, "I, I need to apply for a uh, financial aid. I my family doesn't support me. Uh, okay, what kind of evidence you have? This is my father, John." Three minutes later, here's your money. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> Leave now.
2: Yep. So they would have. He would have had to do the FAFSA which is the document you have to fill out here in the United States that basically tells you what kind of student aid you can get. It's the free application for student aid. And so you have to, you send that in and then you'll get considered for like federal loans and private loans and stuff like that. And they'll like send you a letter and tells you. And so in that you have to file your parents like financial information. So I'm sure that Sam could have just filed as like parents have no income and I don't have a mom. Um, and also, we have no home address. So.
1: If Sam really understood what he was doing, he would have declared himself like and his family as homeless or unhoused, depending. At the time, it would have been the term homeless.
0: I mean, clearly he's smart enough and we know like his experience of both being as smart as he is and kind of getting around the system. When he learned. Clearly, he learned from Dean and John of like fake IDs and cheating his way through and making money where he has to. That getting the scholarship and getting in and getting the financial aid required would not be hard for him to figure out.
2: Kripke and Co didn't put that much thought into it. um but that's what I'm here for. <laughs> so <laughs> to fix Kripke's mistakes <laughs> if only
1: okay. so like with this in mind, like thinking that let's let's just assume that he's going in like with a blank slate uh, with a full ride, like all of this stuff because well anyway. We never hear about student loans after that. I mean, you know, he would have defaulted anyway, right? That's.
2: Well, I think once you're dead, you don't have to pay. <laughs> well, there you go. Like, anyway, he's he's either on
1: the FBI most wanted list or he's just like dead, according to the government. So it doesn't really matter in, the, in at this point. I'm wondering if you had any ideas in terms of like possible programs or courses or anything that like kind of jumped up at you immediately
2: did a little research on what law school, what law students are most likely to major in. And the answer can be, can be sort of they can major in anything, like as long as, I mean, famously Elle Woods majored in fashion, merchandising or something in Legally Blonde, and she got into law school. So you can major in anything, but most students who are planning to go to law school major in history, English, political science, philosophy, economics, business, or psychology. And of these, I can't imagine Sam doing a major in philosophy or English for some reason. Like one, I think English is more Dean's thing, actually. And I think Sam is someone who would struggle a lot with answer, asking questions that there aren't answers to. So I think he would find philosophy really frustrating.
1: Definitely. I can, I can definitely see him doing like history. Like that sounds like something that he would really love.
0: I mean, even the research we see him do in the show, Wallace, clearly to hunt demons, it's all very history focused and he does have a knack for it and a skill for it like he's been doing it before hunting.
1: And that's what I was going to say. Like, he knows how to navigate an archive, which not everybody knows how to. And granted, this was 2005 at the time that we see him navigating the archive. And so, like, the Internet wasn't as, like... Big a thing as it is today. And so people were probably more likely to know how to navigate, like, a library or an archive. That being said, he seems to know his way around a library and an archive in a way that, like, a history makes sense to me.
2: That was my first thought. Um, I could see him doing history, psychology, or political science, purely political science, because it's so common for law majors to go into political science. When I was in
1: political science, three-quarters of the cohort wanted to go into law after.
2: So that was, that was the, the goal for most people there. I, I, I nixed business and econ because Sam doesn't own a nice enough suit to be a business student. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say
1: that when I majored in econ, <laughs> three-quarters of the cohort wanted to go into business. <laughs>
2: And the other quarter wanted to go into law. (laughs) I don't think that Sam is someone who's particularly business minded or economics minded. Like I think that he would have found that world really isolating because so many people who go into those are from, I mean, maybe I'm speaking from my own experience as a really big business school where I live. And like most of those students are the boat shoes type. And I think Sam would have found that really irritating.
1: We know that Sam has like a fascination for serial killers. And so I think that psychology might be also a really interesting and possibly underrated choice for Sam, because I think that he would be really
2: interested in abnormal psychology. On the original Discord thread, I think that was something that, that came up a lot. We were talking about like, Sam would want to sort of figure out what was up with his family. <laughs>
0: Everyone around me is broken in the head. Let me become an expert.
2: Sam is the kind of person who I could absolutely see armchair diagnosing literally everyone he's ever met, including himself. (laughs) Like he would take a psychology class and be like, this is what's wrong with my dad. (laughs) This is what's wrong with me. So we don't really know what
1: Jess did, right, In, in school. Given the level of sophistication in the writing at the beginning of the series, we know that she is dressed up for Halloween as a nurse. And so for some reason, I always assumed that she was doing something in order to go into medicine at some point. But that's purely because of like the type of writing, the way that Supernatural wrote female characters at the time.
0: I think you're wrong Mary. I think they do drop a hint that she's in medical. And then I realized, no, it's that exact same thought wave you had, but you were smart enough to discern that it's not actually what she's studying. It's just a potential implication and very likely the way they would write her.
1: But if we go with that, then psychology might've been somewhere like where they could have met. Like it creates those like possible meeting points.
2: Yeah, I think that was always I thought that. But then I'm like, would someone who wants to go to nursing school really dress up as a sexy nurse? for <laughs> Halloween? <laughs> like, I am with you, like with you <laughs> on that one. But I'm not sure that Kripke was. <laughs> I actually looked up Jess to see if there was any information. And the only thing I found out was that her birthday is the same as Dean's because it's Kripke's wife's birthday. And apparently it's his Valentine's Day. Which brings up some really weird questions about Dean. <laughs> oh God. But there's no information about what she was studying. And the only other concrete piece of information we know about Sam's time at Stanford at Stanford is that he took an art history course at some point to meet girls. We find that out in, in season one in Provenance, when he knows the word provenance and makes fun of Dean for not knowing the word provenance, which I have big issues with oh Sam (laughs) but so that obviously would have had to be Uh, pre-Jess I mean unless that was just an excuse he gave Dean to be like oh you know I took it because you know that's how you meet girls or whatever
0: that also seems like very early series Sam of just like let me impress Dean a bit
2: well even just like I don't want to have my brother make fun of me for taking a girly class so I'll say it so I could specifically meet girls but if we go off of the fact off of what he says which is that it's to meet girls it would have had to be earlier in his time at school because he met and started dating Jess around May, 2004. Um, At the beginning of the series, we find out they've been together for about 18 months. So if you date that back May, 2004 is when they would have, they would have met and started dating. Um, And now I've had canon about where they met actually, but until Drew finds out how they met, uh, I can't tell you what it is. No, that's okay. I'll tell, I'll tell Mary later.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, though, real quick, though, the art history thing. I was required to take it for several semesters uh, when I was in St. because of my uh, program. Um, yeah, you meet a lot of girls in those classes.
2: That's the only concrete piece of info we really know about Sam. is, And what he did was that he took an art history class. Um, likely it was in his freshman year. I can imagine him getting to college and and being in like his spring semester and being like, time to meet the ladies. <laughs> I'm settled in. I need to meet some girls. Like, I can't imagine that he would have felt
1: super comfortable dating, like, in high school with Dean and John around, like, just the kind of pressure that that must come with. Like, I I, I can't imagine that that would have been very comfortable. And so, like, maybe doing this was actually, like, not a way of, like, I just want to be chicks, but more like, hey, like, I'd like to explore, like, potential, like, partnerships, romance, like, just dating as a young person, right?
0: Although we do have evidence recently that he did date a girl in high school for the Thanksgiving dinner in his heaven flashback. So there was some very like small time dating, like high school crush dating. But
1: there you go. I think like for something maybe with a little bit more
2: depth than like anything else. Right. So Stanford is on the quarter system so they do fall winter spring summer quarters um that it wouldn't be his first semester because he would be trying to situate himself into this new context and like probably when he was leaving and like going to sign up for classes he wasn't even thinking about that at that point he was just like I'm getting out and and he's the kind of person who I imagine would sign up for general education requirements which is a thing Stanford and many schools here have you do is like gen eds Because for many schools in the United States, you don't apply to a specific major when you start. You you can, so like you can apply to, at some places, you can apply like direct admission to a particular school, like the business school or the School of Public Health or something like that. But Stanford wouldn't have you do that because they don't have sort of that in the same way. And so Sam would have likely entered as an undecided student in just like general ed.
1: Just to add to that, Drew, here in Quebec, we have a three-year undergrad program because we have CEGEP, right? That like bridges high school and university. The rest of North America, it is a four-year program. So that first year are literally like the 101 classes where like it's what we would have in CEGEP. And so it makes sense that it would be very general. So, and that would be done during the
2: first year. Is that what it was, what it would be? For most students, you can take them sort of whenever you want. A lot of students um, try to get them out of the way so that they can focus more on major specific classes in later years, but also because it's a good way to, f- if you don't really know what you want to do, to figure it out, you know, because you have to take, like, at Stanford, you have to take different areas of general education requirements. So, like, introduction to the humanities courses, um, natural sciences. Science and Technology and Mathematics courses, um, Humanities and Social Sciences, and World Cultures, American Cultures, and, and Gender Studies. You take classes in sort of all these different areas, and the idea is to give you sort of a liberal arts general basis of knowledge. Um, and then from there, you can sort of go more in depth into the areas of interest. But so for a lot of students, if they don't really know what they want to take or what they want to do, taking some gen eds and getting them out of the way is a good way to learn more about different things. You can take a science class or you can take a an English class or something and just sort of see what sparks your interest. And I think a lot of counselors are like, a lot of advisors would sort of say, yeah, get some gen eds out of the way first, because you have to get them done eventually. And being a 22 year old in a class with a bunch of 18 year olds, if you're like a senior and you're finishing up, like it's a real pain to be like, I still have this gen ed I have to take and I have to get like, I have to get enrolled for this one. And if I don't get enrolled for this one, like I don't graduate on time. And also all of these are children who I'm now in class with.
1: And I also feel like Sam would have kind of embraced that because I think that Sam would have wanted like the most cookie cutter, like progress through school that he could have possibly have at the time. Because I think like, again, just wanting to fit in, wanting to like remove himself from his quote unquote abnormal situation and just wanting to be again, quote unquote normal. So I think it would make sense that he would get most of his genets out of the way.
0: He also feels like the type who would just want to like do a little bit of everything and be really like, just like get his fingers in every slice of the pie kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Like he's finally free
2: to do whatever he wants, you know, like. So you have to take at Stanford, you have to take nine general ed, ed classes, three in, not in the sciences, three in the humanities and social sciences. One in two sub areas of world cultures, American cultures, and gender studies, and then three semesters of um, or quarters of introduction to the humanities courses, which you have to do that, which is called area one in your first year at some point. So it makes sense that that would be one of the things Sam would do right away because he would have to. And since most students there do 15 credits a semester, I again imagine Sam would have gone for like the straight. 15 credits a semester and not under or overload that. And then at some point you have to take a writing requirement course. So a um, completion of the first year courses, which are like your, there's like a first year writing requirement. And then you have to take a writing in the major course. So that's a class that's like a writing specific or writing heavy class in your major. And then you have to take three quarters of a first year language we can imagine he probably took Spanish since he knows a little bit of Spanish. And then he would have taken his intro to the humanities and probably some gen eds in that first semester.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. I completely agree. And like in the sciences, cause I'm trying to see like what, what he would have wanted to look at uh, that would sort of fit with all of this. So I'm kind of curious to see like, cause like, so, like, because science is like a very big word, like considering everything that's included in in science, so I'm kind of wondering about that. I'm yeah, I'm going to go There's over.
2: a lot. I could see him taking like a statistics course, like a ma- or or like a physics class. Like I don't know why, but Sam doesn't like as much as I think Sam would like to blow things up. I feel like maybe he wouldn't have gone for chemistry right away.
0: I feel like Dean is the chemistry and Sam is the physics one.
1: This is fuzzy in my memory because I haven't rewatched season 15. In a long time. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why. But give me a second. I'm going to tell you the title of the episode. But I, I, I feel like I know what you're getting at. Like, I feel like there's a reference to a thing. Yes, there is a reference to a thing about chemistry, right?
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he would have done some chemistry, but I don't know why physics just like so stuck out to me is like, of course, Sam would be into physics. Physics
0: is very like rules and logic and like, like critical, like not critical thinking, but like very like mathematical and like calculated. And I feel like Sam can be that way or at least very early Sam was that way. So like going into school and picking a subject, like something that is like rules and like correct and like there's a right and a wrong answer and things work because of laws of physics would very appealing to someone who's come from such a chaotic world.
1: Two things. The yes. episode I was referring to was actually in season 14, episode four, Mint Condition. And the, the second thing that I was going to say is that couldn't he have taken two
2: classes? He had to take uh, three courses in the natural sciences, applied science, and technology and mathematics area. So... Yeah, you can't take more than two from the same sub area, but he could have taken both chemistry and physics.
1: Okay, so then I think that makes sense with everything that we know about Sam. And I think that he might have been interested in like reading some like academic research about some stuff. And when you're reading populational research, knowing at least the minimum of statistics in order to understand, to be able to read those graphs is like really, really helpful.
2: Just based on a specific episode later in the series where we find out some... Do you know exactly the I know exactly. I know. This is my favorite episode in the
1: entire series. Okay. And my favorite scene in the entire series. It is so well acted. Everyone is on point. It's called Don't You Forget About Me. Let's be realistic. This was 2002. As much as I do think that Sam, like, didn't really fit into the whole, like, very toxic masculine, like, role. I think that there was still, like, a certain toxic masculinity that was inherent to the era as well, even for men who didn't necessarily want to fall into that as much as others who needed to be or wanted to be or whatever.
2: <laughs> Maybe he took the Stanford introductory seminar, The Pleasures of Counting. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, part of me wants to think a little bit about what he what would he have taken in the semesters he didn't attend that he was supposed to go to. His winter and spring semester, his last two semesters, he did not go to. He he left, so what would he have finished with? But I also have spent a lot of time in the 2003-2004 Bulletin, which would have been his sophomore year, um, which is, I think, a good one because that's when you really start to focus more in on your major and you you take some interesting stuff because it's not just your like heavy, late-stage seminars for majors. I want to look at psychology. I want to see what's in there. So each of the classes will say what semester they're given or if they're not given in that particular year, which is very helpful when you're trying to plot out a schedule. Um, And I will say I'm a little one class that I think if it was given, I don't know if it was given in his first year, but I think he would have liked the introductory um, seminar Conflict, Identity, and Justice.
1: I was just looking at that. I'm like, I feel like that makes sense. And that would have been like a class that everybody who would wanted to go into law would have taken. And that's where maybe he could have met like a core group of people who would have been working toward
2: that same goal. I'm actually going to look and see if it was offered his first year, um, because that is the sort of thing that I could imagine. It was. Oh, it was offered his first year because I can imagine him looking at that and being like, I have so many questions about conflict and identity. Like, I just imagine that being something that Sam would be like, yes, I'll have, there will be answers to my questions here. And the experience of negotiators. Yeah, the role that threat to identity and attempts at identity protection and maintenance play in conflict and the problems of conflicting views of fairness or justice. Yeah, that's something that Sam would have been like, this will explain my life.
1: There's another one that says that it's Psych 21Q, Conflict, Dispute, Resolution, and the Pursuit of Justice.
2: I actually wonder if those are almost the same course.
1: Might also be like the same course, but like a cross-listed course. I don't know if that's a thing that
2: happens. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So that that looks like a course that they didn't offer the other one. They offered that one that year because it doesn't appear in the previous year's bulletin
1: seminar on language and deception huh. or introduction to cultural psychology. I feel also like he would have loved like
0: the psychology of stigma. I feel like is one that also would have sparked some interest in him.
1: There's an
2: introduction to abnormal psychology. It's oh, there. no! Yeah, it wasn't offered that particular year, but I'm sure it was offered at some point during his time and he absolutely would have taken it. You know, he would have taken it. I'm sorry. But like, I think that if okay,
1: so if we were to have like a skip or no skip type of like (laughs) situation, (laughs) I would not be able to to like to let go of that one. I would be like, no, he that has to go in the schedule at some point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, do do you think he would take or avoid like a plague the development of early childhood classes?
2: Sam doesn't seem to know anything about babies. And, You'll and, find out you in, in season six, I think, there's an episode with a baby. And Sam yes. appears to have no idea. He's sort of like, what is this? It's just this lump that's moving. And so I imagine he didn't take those.
1: And I also okay. feel like I'm not entirely sure that these boys have any memory of being very young children. Um, so what well, we know Dean
0: does is happy as memories are
1: well, that's kind of the thing, right? like we we know that Dean's memory is spotty, or at least we find that out a bit later uh from because like from his childhood, so I'm sort of assuming that's for Sam, it's somewhat similar, so it's the
2: trauma it is the trauma <laughs> 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 I'm really. Intrigued by the class, um, psych 137, birds to words, cognition. Yeah, same here. I was like, what? what is that? Okay, hold on. Where
1: is that? 140.
2: 137. Oh, 137.
1: Birds to words, cognition, communication, and language. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
2: Like, that's the kind of class that I would want to take, because I'd just be like, tell me more about birds. But I because could
0: also see it being something he would have taken because... Again, like it kind of describes the class as being kind of on the focus of like the the origins of language. And I feel like so much we see in the study of like the creatures they hunt have to do with like looking up their origins and like their other cultural relevance. So looking up taking a class on like species and their origins of different cultures would be something that would actually benefit him in the long run that he might actually like have taken without realizing how helpful it would have been in the future.
2: I also think 143 developmental anomalies is one that he, would yeah, because you know
1: <laughs> what about 178 stigma and marginality?
0: I, I there was another stigma one I found earlier where that's better I think.
2: <laughs> it's not offered that year, but interpersonal basis of abnormal <laughs> behavior. I would be like everyone I know behaves
1: up. <laughs> oh, personality and psychopathology. Yes, <laughs> there it is. Survey of theory and research in personality and psychopathology.
2: There's just one called, oh, there's Seminar on Aggression.
1: Ooh.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, just no. the thing is,
2: like, I think Sam had to have been a psychology major because mm. he would have just, like, he would have been like, I need to know. <laughs> I need answers.
0: I need to know all of this.
2: I find it so interesting. So being,
1: So I used to work uh, as, like, an administrator in a university before becoming a graduate student. And so like part of my work was to like number certain courses, like make sure that they passed through all the levels of approval. And so I had to become very, very well-versed in how McGill University numbers their courses. And I find it really interesting to see how Stanford is numbering these courses. And I'm wondering if it's like a a different, (laughs) like if it's a, a country thing or just a university thing, because like at McGill, and I know that that happens also at Concordia. It's about the same where like the 100 level courses, 200, 300, and 400 are all undergrads. Then you've got the 500 level, which are cross-listed grad and undergrad, 600, which are usually for master's and PhD, and 700, which are reserved for PhD students. Whereas here So I'm that's seeing- the way
2: it is it, it, in my university, 500... 500- Um, 500s are are often master's courses, but yeah, like all of my schools, 100s, the 100 level were undergrad were like first year or sort Mm -hmm. of the easier. And then, yeah. And so I, I, the first, when I did first look at this, I was sort of like, you just have a class that's like, (laughs) Two, <laughs> right exactly
1: there you go you have 200 level courses as a graduate student and then I'm like oh okay no but it it seems to work by cycle because that's how the the French system works here so like they have different levels different numbering systems for the undergrads and then for grads and then and it's like premier cycle like first cycle second cycle and then third cycle
0: yeah, this is one of those areas of schooling that I was always just completely confused by. Like, I don't understand how any of this course, what does what works, it always baffled me.
1: It was my job, right? So uh, I had yes. to learn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd also be kind of curious, to, for fun, to look back and see in his first year which art history class he would have actually taken. Because <gasps> the one class we know he. Oh, what did you already have one picked out?
1: No, I think it's that's my, so cool. But oh, now, do,
0: do, do, yes. do
2: you have one picked a lot out about it?
0: I just <laughs> I, I just have, pulled it up and out. I've been reading through them a little bit as we've been chatting.
2: I, I have thought a lot about it, and I was Where actually can I, I want to see it. I want to see it. <laughs> sort of wanted to know what art history classes, and alas, um, the one I most wanted him to take, which uh, now I'm trying to find, I don't think was offered either of the time any of the times he could have. Oh taken. no! I, I don't remember what it was called, but it was um, it was. Oh, feminist legacy in contemporary art I was like Sam. All the ladies are in that class. But then I, thought <laughs> but that it wasn't offered. So, um. oh
1: yeah. So so here's the thing. For this here, would he have had to go into the basic courses, or would he have been able to move into like more? Because like I feel like going into like sites and images of power in 12th century Europe would have been hard to do without at least taking Introduction to the Visual Arts.
0: Yeah. So is it is it possible he took one for his first quarter and then second quarter went into one of the more, like, specific ones? It's possible.
2: I mean, we only know he took at least one, so he could have done anything. I think you can take some of the overview courses. So, like, I imagine he could have taken, like, archaic Greek, Greek art or something. Oh, okay. um, Renaissance
1: painting, like maybe?
0: My boring answer would have been the history of photography. I feel like the... That that is like weirdly something that I feel like Sam would connect to because it's still kind of technological.
2: I feel like he would have. I don't know. So we know he learned about provenance from whatever he took, which makes me think that he probably took something that was not a contemporary art class. He mm, probably took something true. on the more his like really historical side of it. Um, because they would have talked about like the his like museums and and mm-hmm. and how white people steal everything and. Uh, so then perhaps, like, American art and culture, 1528
1: to 1816?
0: Uh, just totally an aside, I found Dean's art class, by the way.
1: Oh, oh yeah, there's one about film history, isn't there?
0: Uh, well, no, there's, there's one, there's one El about Camino. Cars. There's El Camino, the architecture of California at the Great Highway.
1: Oh,
2: sweet. <laughs> literally,
0: literally, it talks about taking field trips on the road.
2: <laughs> oh, yes, that's, there you go. Cinemando I feel like there was City. one I was looking at in one of the years that was, like, about cars or something. <laughs> Science fiction cinema. We
1: now know that Dean oh, would come have on. loved one.
0: Cyborgs and synthetic humans.
1: Mandroids. Drew just found out about tentacle porn. That Well, that Dean likes tentacle porn. Just so we're all on the same page. So. <laughs> Dean's into some frisky stuff.
0: I was very aware of it beforehand, unfortunately. But I now know that Dean's aware of it. There well.
1: you go. I was going to say Hollywood musicals, which is like... But although not for, not for
2: Sam. Now, now <laughs> I have strayed from the path. I must. I mean, i been thinking Sam. about what Dean would have taken. As I,
0: that's another fun thought yeah. experiment. I feel the thing is too, I don't know what it is about Sam. I feel like he would go for the architecture courses.
2: You know, I kind of,
1: so when I first saw it, I was like, that makes a lot of sense for Sam. But then again, like Nell said, like, I'm not entirely sure that we would have, that he would have had received information about provenance at in those classes. That's, yeah,
0: exactly. And it's almost like it 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 breaks that chain. But it feels it just it feels like it makes more sense to me that he would be into architecture.
2: I guess the thought is like if he signed up for it not because he was interested, but because he wanted to meet girls, what mm. would he think is the most stereotypically girl one? And I would imagine it would be like something about Paris. Yeah. Or you oh know. there was
0: one about France. I just where did it go? Uh transatlantic modernism Paris and New York in the early 20th century
2: classical and fourth century art um masters of 16th century northern renaissance paintings Mm -hmm. stuff like that like is the kind of thing that i could imagine a young man who doesn't know that much about women being like they'll be into that Mm -hmm. ladies like paintings (laughs) (laughs) well that's why i was thinking renaissance painting
1: like just very basic like rome and florence like yeah Botticelli, leonardo
2: like it's it's the 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 big names yeah and like we know provenance would have come up at some point in for sure in -hmm. that conversation Um, and there's also a lot of religious um
1: themes that are explored in the renaissance for in those paintings and so i think that that would fit really well with like the kind of like knowledge base that he accumulates over time
0: no, that does make a lot of sense actually, and it really like given what we know about his choosing of this course initially as a meeting chicks thing, that mm-hmm. does make a lot of sense.
1: You know, it's really interesting because like I, uh, I don't know much about the the rene the Ren- Sorry, I don't know much about the Ren- Why do I want to say the Renaissance?
2: Which is more culturally significant, <laughs> the <laughs> Renaissance?
1: <laughs> okay, but so whenever I say Renaissance, I always think about like. <laughs> I think about how I met your mother. And he's like, I'm going to the Renaissance Fair.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I want okay. to go to a Ren Faire. I haven't been. Oh.
1: But so it's really funny because like I, like I, I took that one art history class when I was in Sejap. But then after that, like I, I really didn't look at, at history, particularly like art history and Renaissance and whatnot. But like the only little bit that I know about that, era in that period is through like pre-feminist thought and like the philosophy of that and so I'm like ooh, the Venetian renaissance would have been a really interesting course because then that happened at the same time that this author like wrote anyway so I think it's it's kind of cool
0: whereas in my mind I did take art history was required for part of my course like I mentioned and I think back to when we really broke into like the rococo era like the enlightenment era and like just like how it became a generation where women were like considered equal to men in the art world finally. So it was a really interesting time. So I could see like that kind of era being one that he would focus on for that.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why I'm thinking like, I think that might've been a good, um, yeah. Especially considering that it wouldn't have been because of interest. It would have been to meet girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that makes sense. So that means that he was looking for like an artsy girl,
0: yeah Which, Sam, that makes sense what a
1: cutie you know <laughs> so is it
0: so i guess i'm gonna go on a whim here and say that given the context clues you both provided he did not meet jess in an art history class i again assuming that's so. assuming that's what you're telling me uh i wonder then like could she have been an art student and that's how they met
2: we don't know specifically where he met her we just mm. know how Exactly. Well, this is why I'm saying that
1: they could have met in a psychology class. <laughs> no. I still think that that could work. I still have a headcanon, though.
0: <laughs> well, in like three <laughs> years, headcanon. I can't wait to hear about this and read, read like, this debate of how they You're met. are saying
1: three, but maybe it's five. We don't know.
2: <laughs> we could, it could be the very last episode of the show. It could be the very <laughs> last
1: episode of the show. <laughs> true.
0: Oh, we've saved the day. The earth is saved. What well, the heck you mean, Chess? Oh, funny story. <laughs>
2: This is how I met, not your mother.
0: <laughs> my first it's, it's the post credit scene. It's there, Thanos.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. This was <laughs> so much fun. Thank you so much for all of this information.
0: <laughs> this was truly so much fun, and there's so many courses I want to go take now.
2: I. That's know. why I love looking at courses. at course schedules is it's like the first day that it's available i check like every day so that i can sign up for classes i know it was like the first day of last semester and i was like is next semester schedule posted yet and of course it was not. <laughs> and i was like i just want to see all the classes
1: Nell, thank you so much for spending time with us today and having like this amazing conversation and exploration with
2: us. Uh, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Nelson's My Name on Twitter, Nelson's My Nickname on Tumblr, and Nelsonator on Discord. There's there's a theme. It's not that Yes, there's I like the theme.
0: <laughs> it's good. I like it. I, I you know what it works. Uh, And you can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Hive, and YouTube, all of that at Carrying Wayward. And you can become a patron or supporter by heading to CarryingWayward.com. And as always,
2: carry on our wayward friends.